With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, everybody. Uh, it's week three now of our Talking Preps Overtime uh, segment. I feel like we've really set the bar high, Coach Grice, and, and done a good job of bringing in what I mean, class A type or type A guest, whatever you want to call it. I mean, we're, we're, we're hitting the top of the barrel right now. And I, I think we've done it again this week with an incredible uh, name who, who's pretty familiar to the folks here in Charlotte, but it's also getting it done out of the state. I hate it because, you know, in some ways we feel like we're talking to guys that are, you know, at the tail end of their career, but I still feel like this guy can do so Not many this different guy. things. Yeah, right. 100%. Yeah. But, you know, I'm more than happy to welcome Coach Aaron Brand here to uh, talk of preps overtime. Hey, B, welcome hey. to the show. Hey, guys. Appreciate you having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, we, we certainly have a coach here in the prime. We, we You're still climbing that ladder, <laughs> but you're doing big things. And uh, oh, great to have you. you. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, thanks, John. And thanks for having me, guys. Oh, of course. I, mean, I feel like we had to say that because, you know, especially you have older guys on here. I don't want, you know, I don't want this to sound like it's a, we're all sitting back and talking about, you know, you retiring and sitting back in your chair. Look at you. I can't have you in your rocking chair style, but, you know, it's good to have, you know, good to have great coaches on no matter what stage they are. Like, you, I feel like this show's great because we get a lot of different stages of the coaches. So we get coaches that that reach kind of the, the end of their career and kind of talking about their history, but we also have coaches that kind of reach that prime. And I think it's important to highlight those guys because again like yourself you have a wealth of knowledge and can provide a lot of it you know experience and, and and really get to show who you are to the fans but also I think other coaches that's when some feedback I've gotten is that other coaches really appreciate hearing from you know great coaches like yourself I appreciate it as well so I'm excited to get into it but you know coach it's, it's you know great that you're on here and I, we appreciate it so we'll start kind of how we've started these so far I mean Talk about your playing history and kind of, you know, your coaching history up to this point and make sure that everybody knows who you are. Well, I am uh, I'm originally from uh, from the state of North Carolina. I, I was born in Durham, grew up in Roxborough, North Carolina, Person County for the first 13 years of my life. Then we moved across the border, right across the line to Halifax County, South Boston, Virginia. There I um, completed high school. Uh was uh, was an all-state quarterback, all-state center fielder, uh, won state championship in football, lost state championship in baseball uh, my senior year, went on to Emory Henry College, played, uh, played two sports for four years, uh, left there, did my master's at Virginia Tech while I was still coaching at Emory, uh, stayed there for about four and a half, stayed there, coached at Emory for four and a half years, moved down to Charlotte, North Carolina. My high school coach came out of retirement, Larry Smith, and I told him a long time ago that I, when he when he decided to come out of retirement, I would um, I would come help him trying to get a, kind of get a program started. So he I didn't know he was coming to West Mech at the time. I just knew he was coming to Charlotte, and I knew I had a chance to make a little bit more money than what I was making uh, coaching Division three football. But uh, yeah. I, I learned some valuable lessons uh, coaching under Lou Wacker and Fred Self, 
and I was able to kind of get to a more uh, urban area, metropolitan area um, like Charlotte. So I jumped at the opportunity. That's great. I mean, I, I definitely, you know, you can see from your history and, and again, working with some some great coaches and learning, even, at, you know, from your old high school coach, how you've become successful. want to switch that a little bit to talking about how, you know, you were an offensive coordinator for, you know, literally two of the best coaches that we've known in this area and, yeah. you know, the great Tommy Knotts and, and Coach Mike Palmieri. And I think it was seven years with, with Tommy Knotts and Foreigner Palmieri. I think I've got my, my numbers right there. Yeah. Um, again, correct me if I'm wrong. You got so many accolades sometimes. I feel like I might be off one. So Sometimes. Oh, man, you're so kind. Appreciate it, Grace. Appreciate it. Oh, no problem. But, you know, I definitely want to, you know, you to talk about and kind of describe your relationship with working with both of them and even some things you took from them to kind of, you know, really build, you know, Vance, now Chambers, into that power and then kind of be able to move on to bigger, better things. Well, you know, working at Independence and working under Coach Knotts, especially with the success that they had at the time, the success they were having at the time that I joined the ship, you know, I had to kind of, you know, at first just help load the wagon because it was nothing that I could bring, you know, other than relationships yeah. to the table that they didn't already have. So what, you know, what I had to do was I had to, you know, try to try to find my niche in that program. Uh, I didn't go to, I didn't, you know, I didn't try to do too much and I definitely wasn't going to try to do, you know, not enough. Uh, the main thing I did when I first got there is I think I gained Coach Knott's trust by my work ethic. You know, I, I, I felt like I worked harder than any other assistant that he had. Uh, and I felt that, uh, you know, that was my way of saying, hey, I appreciate you, you know, reaching out to me and, and offering me a position on your staff. And, uh, you know, I just want to kind of give it everything I got. And uh, the, the kind of the rest kind of speaks for itself. I was fortunate enough to, you know, call offensive plays for him. You know, obviously everything went through his headset. So, you know, he was still very much in charge. Uh, but just just having that title and being able to being able to be a part of the game plan each week that's that's something to be said within itself when you're dealing with Coach Knotts. Uh, and I was I was I, he let me call the plays and it was it was it was a fun 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 Friday night. Uh, it was it was it was almost miserable through the week though because just trying to uh, you know at that point we had won so many games in a row and you know it was it was pressed there every day it was. It was it was a lot of pressure on everybody, including the coaching staff. Um, we 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 were successful though. Uh, we went to Cincinnati Elder and took a L on, took a loss on national TV. But um, you know it was kind of a you know it was kind of a blessing in the sky, sort of. You know we were we were able to kind of not let our guard down, but we were able to breathe a little bit after that. And uh, you know we 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 had continued success. I we we ended up. Finishing real strong that year, also, and you know, as as we get further down the line, I, I take a job at West Charlotte, and we do well over there. And I think you had a situation where we had a a young coach and a young athletic director who who you know seemed like it should have been a dynamic team, but it just it just didn't work out the way we thought it should. And uh, we both decided to go our separate ways. I went back to Independence uh, for one more year. Coach Knox decided to leave after that year, and. And I almost came to South Carolina then, but we were at a time where we couldn't really sell our house. Uh, so, you know, he, he came to me. He said, hey, if you're not going to go with me, you know, Mike Palmieri's got a job open as an offense coordinator. I think they're going to be up and coming. I think they just need somebody with your personality and your your um, your kindred spirit to kind of go over there and get them right. Uh, he said, but, you know, the first thing I want you to do is attempt to come with me. Uh, I, I, I couldn't afford two mortgages for what – we were going to get paid or what I was 
potentially going to get paid in South Carolina. So I decided to stay in Charlotte. And uh, it, it, it worked out really well for me. I had the best time of my life working with Mike Palmieri. Mike Palmieri was a... Uh, Mike Palmieri was a very, very, very fun guy to work with. I, de- I never felt like I was working for him. I always felt like I was working with him. And uh, we had a blast day in and day out, not only on the football field, but in, you know, I finally got a chance to, you know, Mike was in charge and, and I knew that, but uh, he never, he never, he never put himself out there that way. He always, you know, he always let me do my thing. I let him do it. He, he did his thing and we met up on Friday night and it turned out to be pretty good. Uh, I, I left there after four years after the state championship. And like I said, I, I needed another state championship. Like I needed a, like, uh, like I needed another uh, hostess Twinkie. You know, <laughs> I, I really didn't. Uh, so I, I, it wasn't what it was about anymore. I wanted to, I wanted to lead a program myself and, and um, Carlos Richardson and I grew up together. I played baseball for his daddy, I'm a little bit older than Carlos. Uh, but I, I told him I wasn't going to come until I had finished business at Mallet Creek. So after we won a state championship over there, I, I, I took the job advance and, and the rest is kind of history. We, we, we built what we thought was, you know, we didn't know how we we're going to get out of the cellar at first, uh, but those guys were willing to work and, you know, uh, Miles Dorn and Anthony Butler's and that old quarterback that, that, that really got me through that first year, Omar Baker, uh, just tough as nails. And, and we were able to start something. We were able to start a trend and of, of working hard and lifting weights and and showing up and accountability at a place like that. I felt like that's what that place needed, and and we were able to finish out finish out that 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 platform with the state championship appearance after five years and and you know four state championship semifinals appearances and and you know just having Carlos Richardson as an AD, then you're you're. You're you're almost guaranteed success because what he's going to do is he's going to fight for the coaches, you know, especially his coaches uh, more so than any other athletic director I've ever seen and especially worked for. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 100% I agree. And I mean, clearly we can all see the bricks on that that foundation. That is the, uh, you know, Julius Chambers do have the the logo, the Aaron Brand logo and, and stamp on there. So coach, definitely, you know, good to, to see that and I understand it. Thanks for that answer. Thank you, Jake. Now, you know, things kind of switch in full circle. So now, you know, you become the, the head coach, of course, at, you know, advance, you know, you, you take on, a, you know, an offensive coordinator, you know, and, uh, you know, coach uh, Randall Ingram. And now, you know, you've been working with him for a while. So, you know, can you kind of describe that relationship and maybe some of the similarities, I guess, that, you know, you had now being the great coach, having the good, you know, assistant working under you and, you know, talk about maybe some of the, some of the, the, the disagreements, you know, the, the fun disagreements you guys have both being great offensive minds. That's a great question, and I and I'm so glad you asked that because I don't know how I don't know if I give Coach Ingram enough praise. He does the stuff that I did when I worked with Coach Knotts. You know, he does all the little stuff. He shows up. He's accountable. He does a lot of the off-field stuff, and he also does. You know, he's heavily involved in the game plan. And uh, 
he he doesn't know it, and I don't often tell him, but he's one of my best friends. You know, he's he's he he's a joy to be around, and he's super sharp. He's got a great family. He's in it for the right reasons. He's all about the kids, and um, you know, he's he, it's his turn next. At some point, I'm going to lose Randall Ingram, you know, because he's going to be a head football coach if he desires. Uh, so I'm going to enjoy the time I have with him while while I still do. So, but but great question. I'm glad you hit on that. He does a tremendous job on and off the field, and I'm I'm blessed to have him. No, that's again. It's always fun to see, and I mean, you know, being you know an offensive coordinator, is, you know, formerly even myself, you know, it's always you know yes, something right. I laugh about working for you offensive guys, and you know how you know even seven on seven There's we're sitting there watching. Uh, yeah, you can't ever do enough right. And he no, knows. yeah, and then me and him sitting back watching you take over the seven on seven and say, no, 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 I, I got this job, I got this job. Yes. Even if something like that, are you taking over? It's a blessing, and again, we yeah, both yeah. laugh because we know you know having working with somebody great. They're going to have great answers for stuff. So it's always a good thing to see. And, you know, I, I've been intrigued by you guys' relationship, so I definitely wanted to bring that up. He he handles it well. Uh, <laughs> he handles it kind of the way I handled it. You know, at the end of the day, you know, Langston's going to call me and ask me what happened and why we why we took the L and or why we didn't play well, and he's not going to call Coach Ingram. So at the, at the end of the day, I want to make sure that I'm the reason. So, yep. uh, and um but Randall handles it well, and he, like I said, I'm so fortunate to have a guy like that. Yep. Hey, Coach Brand, I want to ask you, you know, I'm going to kind of build upon what you just talked about with Coach Ingram there, doing a lot of the things you did under Coach Knotts and and working his way up through the staff to, to eventually go on and do some big things. But I kind of want to take it back to the beginning of our interview and just talking about being a D3 coach. And I'm a huge proponent of D3 football. I think that it's still an option for young men to go out and get it done on the gridiron while getting ready to go to school, go to or get it done at school and go on to professional ranks. But how did being a D3 coach and, and the lessons you learned there? Because I've got a lot of friends that are D3 coaches, and that's a really hard job. You know, you don't have the big staffs at the bigger schools, so you're doing a lot of stuff on your own uh, without analysts and, and grad assistants in a lot of cases. So tell me how being a D3 coach really prepared you uh, to ascend to these roles you had, obviously working with Coach Knotts and then moving on to become a, a pretty successful head coach in your own right. Well, the first thing with that, most D Division three coaches are, are have also played Division three, so they understand the grind. You know, um, we um, at Emory, especially, we we were in the middle of kind of nowhere, so you know we were kind of known for coaches. You know, we were known for guys coming out of there that wanted to coach. Uh, we understood that when we when we were working and we were coaching Division three that we didn't have the big stuff to offer all the best athletes. We were trying to we were trying to recruit the best athletes in the state, the same people that, uh, you know, that, that the division twos and, and the lower division ones were recruiting, but we couldn't offer them as much. So we had to bring them on campus. We had to let them know that they were going to get a valuable, valuable education first and foremost. And they, that if they chose to play football, you know, that it was going to be a lot for the love of it, you know, because they love the game. And, and so many people at that level, have to love the game if they're going to continue playing because, like I said, you don't you don't have it's a little different now because they have the facilities are upgraded, you know the the um, the money's a little bit more plentiful, especially academically. But back then, you know, in the early '90s, in the early to mid '90s, it wasn't as you know the money wasn't as plentiful. The school was still thirty five to forty thousand dollars a year, and you had to find a way to pay for it. And at the same time, you know, just like everybody else you wanted to win some football games also and we were fortunate enough to 
to win a bunch of games at my level. I was fortunate enough to be able to play quarterback there for four years. And I was uh, – each week, each Saturday when I ran out, Chris, I felt like I was at Notre Dame. And it's just the pride that we built amongst ourselves and in the brotherhood that we built with the local fraternities and, the and you know, the kind of the – you know, the everybody kind of knowing everybody on campus. It was kind of a high school feel, you know, at the same time, we're getting to play some big time football. What we, what we thought was big time football anyway. So. Uh-oh. I'm muted. I'm sorry. Uh, what was some of the, the lessons that you took uh, being an assistant coach there? Uh, the, uh, because obviously I know that you had to do a lot of workload, you know, a lot of cutting up your own film and yes, like doing laundry and mowing grass and everything mm-hmm. else. How did, how did that, or what did you take from that to help you become a better head coach? Well, it did. I, it, it allowed me to be able to bring the same skill sets to the high school level. When I decided to come to high school, I did the same thing in high school, especially for coach Knox that I did at the division three coaching level. You know, it was a grind day in and day out. And once again, you don't do that type of grind unless you have a love for what you're doing. I love the game of football. I love the game of baseball. I love the athletics. I was able to coach both of those on the on a division three level, I had a chance to play basketball. I just didn't, you know, I just didn't, couldn't allow myself to, you know, to still focus academically full time like I wanted to, because I, I, I was a scholar also now, don't get that twisted. <laughs> but, I, but I was able to handle two sports and 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 be really successful in the classroom uh, at, a, at an environment that, you know, that the classrooms weren't as big as you see at the NC State's or the Chapel Hills or places like that. So you know you get a little bit more individual attention. And I urge people that, you know, that don't have, you know, there's more to life than the Chapel Hills, than the, than the Raleigh States, than the, than the Durham uh, Devils, the, Bull, the Duke Blue Devils. There's more, there's more than, these, than these places out there. And you just got to, you know, and there's a bunch of money you got to search. You got to be diligent. You got to get your stuff out there. And it can't just be on the coach year in and year out. All right, you got to do some exploring yourself, and uh, and those places are out there. And I was fortunate enough to to um, find find a place like Emory that that really wanted me to that really wanted me, and I eventually really wanted them. And you know, the old saying goes, "Love who loves you," and I and I and I really am glad that I chose Emory Henry College. Hey, Coach, uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, now that you uh, have taken a step back, you see what uh, Chambers is doing, you see them becoming a national power, ranked nationally, just three straight titles. Do you ever sit back and think, man, I could still be there? Do you ever think of what if? And then also, I just want to get your question. Uh, Power Eccles is one of the best I've ever seen. I want to get your opinion of where he fits in. Is he the best guy you ever coached? And, and where do you think he sits from a football standpoint as one of the best football players ever in our state? Okay, let me let me let me start the first one. I am super happy with uh, with Chambers, formerly Vance. I, I I helped Coach Richardson pick out Coach Furby. I think he's the right man for that job. Uh, I I get questions all the time. The, the two the two biggest questions I get uh, are are you envious? First of all, are you envious of of the success that Vance has had since or Chambers has had since you departed? I couldn't be happier for the program, especially the people involved. That school, that principal, especially the principal I had, uh, deserve uh, deserve all the all the stuff that they're getting, all the accolades. They've done it. They've done it. Uh, if for me to be envious would would be just what they call out here in the streets nowadays, just hating. And I don't have I don't have that in me. Um, 
I, I everybody has to set some sort of foundation. Where uh, Coach Furby has always, you know, given myself a little credit for, you know, helping establish the the culture there, and 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 I know I did, and I know I had good help with me, and it was bound to happen. You know, it was bound to happen. It's just that it happened after us. You know, we we set the tone. Coach Furby kept it going. Him and that staff, those guys are getting those kids out there. I'm in love with what they're doing. There's absolutely no envy. Uh, they can call me. Anybody on that staff can call me tomorrow, and I'm willing to help out in any way I can. They, they and, and also, do a tremendous job. Yeah, and, and I wanted to follow that up. I had mentioned it earlier. Uh, Power Eccles, one of the best players I've ever seen. How, where does he rank among the best you've ever coached? Well, and, he's and I think he could be one of the best ever. What do you think? He's definitely the best practice guy we ever had. You know, we've had. I've been around a bunch of talent. You know, the thing that separates power from – I'm a big practice guy. I think Friday nights are all right, but practices through the week are where I have my fun. Friday nights are, are just kind of a toss-up, and it's easy. If you prepared well Monday through Monday through Thursday or nowadays Saturday through Thursday, then the Friday nights are pretty easy. Uh, power did the stuff Monday through Thursday better than anybody I've ever had, and, and that's what made him so fun, so much fun to be around. He was he brought the same energy on a Tuesday live practice, you know, that he did on a Thursday walkthrough. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On a Saturday morning, come back in and lift uh, power, and and it, it made it easier because he 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 studied, he he knew his assignments, and he he knew, he just frankly knew what to do, and he was going to do it faster and with more intensity than anybody else. So that's what that's what's the difference with power. Power was more intense. Uh, he worked harder. Uh, is he the best athlete? Definitely not that we've ever had. Without a doubt, he's definitely not the best athlete. He is 100% the best football player uh, overall I've ever coached him. He just he just brought more than anybody else. Brought more. And this is now keep in mind now I've had some good ones now. Now I, I I have to I have to talk about DJ Humphreys. You know, I have to talk about Marquise Williams, you know, the Joe Coxes of the world, the Nixons, uh the Rod Chisholms, you know, the guys that people kind of forget about a little bit, you know, um uh, uh but but power just, you know, DJ's close. Marquise is real good, um, but Power was, uh, you know, Power just brought it every day. And those everybody I mentioned was so much fun to be around, but uh, you know, it's Power was different because he was humble with his too. Now he was humble, but he would light your tail up, and it was just so much fun to be around. So. No, I understand that. You know, we're kind of talking about players and, and things you like about them. Well, we got a pretty key player that's a 2025 kid down in Irmo um, in your son. So having, you know, your son being a quarterback in your program, can you talk about coaching him? And, you know, I'm able to see it. And even like, you know, with seven on seven, I remember, you know, just seeing you and even talking with Coach Ingram about how you're still able to show and be dad, like telling your son you love him. I, mean, I thought that was great. And, you know, to me, it's important to mention and seeing a, a father 
you know, really showing that affection for their son. But I do know there is a line, and I, I know you well enough to know that, hey, that coach brand and that, you know, that father is a, is a very different thing. Can you talk about managing that and how it's been for you so far? I tell you what, man, AJ Brand is is AJ Brand is 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 awesome. He's he's going to be a really good football player. He's a good human, man. He he's he's a good kid. He's uh he's so caring. He cares about everything that he's doing. He loves his friends. He still wants to be a kid, and I'm trying to make him grow up so fast. And he just turned 14, man. And you know he's get you know he, he plenty of varsity reps on Friday. You know he's um he's just. He's just doing it. He do. He played JV as an eighth grader. Was our MVP. He was the MVP on the basketball team as an as a ninth grader. As an eighth grader, I'm sorry, playing high school ball. He was the MVP of the baseball team as an eighth grader playing high school ball. Uh, he he he's doing he's doing all the stuff right. He's bigger now. He's stronger. He's almost at 225 pounds on the bench press. Uh, and like I said, he just turned 14. Uh, but it but he still can't do enough right. Uh, he's uh. Uh, sometimes I think he laughs too much. Sometimes I think he has too good of a time. Sometimes I think his his arms shouldn't be sore when it is sore. Uh, I think he should be able to take every rep, and he just can't. He just can't. He can't do. He can't do all the stuff that you know that I want him to do right now, and 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 that's fine. And he he will be and do. He will be able to in due time. But um, this is the main reason I've stayed in it this far, and I won't be in a situation that he's not comfortable in or, you know, no amount of money in the world will make me, you know, uh, stick around for anything that he's not happy with or, or he's not comfortable in. So I hope Irmo's the place for AJ and I, uh, but, but we, we, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. And I, you know, AJ, AJ, the, the thing about AJ, Jay Grice, Coach Hughes, is that he was, man, he was well raised too outside of the house. Larry Kennedy, the the things Larry Kennedy did with AJ, not only on the football field, but he brought a he brought a sense of swagger and awareness <laughs> to my kid that sometimes I didn't recognize. You know, he he was in a lot of All American games, won a lot of MVPs. At one point, he had won five straight MVPs in the All Star game, and and you never you never know about that unless Larry Kennedy or myself said something about it. Man, AJ would never say anything about it. But I, you know, a lot of credit goes to guys like. I'm gonna give you three names, okay? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you first of all, Daryl Smith, Daryl Smith Senior, DJ's dad, uh, over there. You know, practice over there. What's the school right off the plaza? The middle school on the plaza, uh, Northridge, Northridge. Yeah. Daryl yeah. Smith's over there, Northridge, practicing all those little boys. And AJ played football, basketball, and baseball with him <laughs> up until he got to a point where it was time to travel a little bit. Then he got with. Then he got with Larry Kennedy. Uh, and and Larry brought Larry Kennedy brought that swag out, and you know how LK does. Y'all see him all all day, every day on his social media. He got swag, and yeah. he 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 generated that, and he pushed that into my kid. And it, it was it was so much fun to be around, man. My kid was confident. He got my kid confident on every level. Yeah. And then he played in the AAU team with I got next off, and and that guy that guy did a great job too. And and so AJ was raised well outside the house, and plus his mama don't play. You know, so he was never gonna he was never gonna be a problem in in academically or you know behavior wise in the building or anything like that. You know, because he know his mama will um, will destroy him. So he's a good kid. I'm glad to be coaching him. Uh, I, I love being around him every day. We ride to school. We ride home. Uh, we ride home together. And um, sometimes I have to try to turn it off and 
and he appreciates when I do turn it off and he can he's allowed to still be a kid. So uh but I got good people around too. Ingram does a great job with them. Uh Petrie does a great job with them and uh these guys are just you know these guys are they they're AJ fans also. No, nah, coach, I completely understand. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there joking with Ingram during the seven on seven. Or he, he even talks about sometimes he's got to pull him away from you. Make sure, make sure y'all establish that line. But, you know, that definitely is so important. And I mean, I'm so glad that, you know, you're able to, to be in that unique situation, but also handle it so well. You know, coach, I got it, you know, got it, you know, kind of a follow up to that with, uh, you know, talking about how you coach guys hard. We all know that Coach Brand going to coach the heck out of you now. That's something that's known by everybody. But we know when guys mess up, especially the kids we all coach, they got some kind of excuse for it that they're always trying to give you. So I got I've got to ask that because I know even working for you, I know I'd, I'd be nervous to, to disappoint you a little bit. So what's the craziest excuse you've ever got from somebody because they knew that they messed up? They knew you were about to bring in with a hammer down. Hey, guys, hey, listen to this, man. Listen to this. And it happened down here, right? This is a crazy excuse. It was a kid. It was a kid that didn't come to practice last year, right? All right. So this kid went to take the. I, I'm talking with this kid's father. He went to take the garbage out, right? Five o'clock on a Tuesday, okay. Went to take the garbage out. Five o'clock on a Tuesday. Well, he didn't show up. He didn't show up back at, at home that night. I mean, the garbage is right in front of the house, right? Dad was asleep. Went to take the garbage out. All right, he didn't show back up to the house that night. So somebody apparently picked him up. Or, oh, but this was his story. His story was that he got kidnapped. All right, this is. I mean, this is a six-five kid. He got kidnapped. <laughs> showed back up the next day in time for the next practice at Irmo High School. Somebody dropped him off in the Irmo High School bathroom. And and he expected me. Now, G, G Rice, this was my 24th year, bro. Chris Hughes, this is my 20, 20, 24th year coaching ball. He thought I was supposed to believe this, that he got a 6'5 kid, got kidnapped, and returned the next day, <laughs> dropped off blindfolded in the bathroom. He's still sticking to that story to this day, man. I don't believe it. I don't know why he don't think I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Hey, that's, that's one of the worst excuses, one of the best stories that I got, man. But you know, you deal with you deal with, in the summertime when you practice in the mornings. Yeah. You know, you deal with all those excuses anyway. You know, it's just hard for kids to get there. And the main thing is because it's hard for kids to hold themselves accountable and get up out of bed. You know, and, and the parents that are invested, you know, they're going to get their kids up and get them there. But if you, you know, in, in, in this culture and this, a lot of times we got parents that aren't invested. And when they aren't invested, that makes the kid less likely to be invested. So the first thing you got to do is you got to try to win these parents over, man. You got to let them know that that you are, you have their kids' best interest at heart. And, and, and the best thing for them to do when you go to work or when you're not around is to be there with me. So I want to be their eyes and ears, and I've always told them that, and I felt like I've always been able to do that. You know, I've always been able to be some sort of authoritative figure that, you know, that could control their behavior outside of their parents' house. And uh, it's worked for us. It worked for us at Vance especially. Vance was the, Vance was the toughest in the hall's job there ever could be. And and we had to we had to somehow make them believe in what we were saying because kids recognize bull job day in and day out. And if you're selling them a story that that they just don't believe, then you you're automatically behind the eight ball. So we we would tell them the truth, G. We would tell them the truth, and and we would show them some success 
behind the truth we were telling them, and we were able to get that culture going in the right direction. Wow, great story, Coach. And and you know, as parents, we always hear those same those same excuses coming our way. And and, and I, I think of you know. I learned lessons from my dad that rubbed off on me and, and from coaches and stuff I've taken from them. I'm sure you've uh, probably acquired some things that Coach Knotts did uh, that probably make you you. Uh, and, and I'd love to maybe hear how to Coach Knotts would have handled that and maybe how he rubbed off on you on those kind of excuses. But I want to ask you, what you, you've spent a lot of time with TK, and I know we talk a lot about him here in Charlotte because he's just such a beloved figure, but he's also so polarizing. And let's just be honest, he's the GOAT, I mean, at least in high school coaching mm -hmm. in this country. And I don't mean the state or South Carolina. I think he's the best in the country. But I want to ask you, you know, what is it that makes Tommy not so good? I've sat and watched film with him in his office at Indy. I've sat with him at Dutch Fork. I know him fairly well. But you have had those intimate, deep uh, discussions and sit there with him. Um, tell everybody, what's the secret about him that's just so good? Well, I mean, I know the truth. I mean, am I allowed to say the truth? I mean, because the truth may, the truth may, I'm sure you can edit it. But this is what, this is the number one reason Tom Knotts is successful. All right? In my opinion, he can, he can take the roughest crowd, the, the toughest, hardest brothers out there, and he can, he can, he can whip them all into shape and get them going all in one direction. He can make people feel like what they're doing is the most important thing at that moment that they've ever done. You know, if that makes any sense. Uh, he used to tell me a story about Mo Collins all the time. Like he could just bring Mo to tears, and 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 just to you know, I, I look back to a to a young Hakeem Nicks and how you know, street smart and how much more Knicks could have been doing other than playing football, uh, if that makes any sense. But for him, Coach Knox, to get somebody like Knicks and, you know, somebody with Knicks is, you know, what he had going on off the football field, going in a straight direction and getting to the and getting to Chapel Hill and getting to the NFL and bettering his life, he always made people feel like football and athletics and camaraderie and teamwork – could make your life better. And he sold the parents on, you know, making lives better. He sold the kids on how to make their lives better through athletics and through football. And it really, you know, it really revitalized everybody. It made everybody that was on staff, everybody in the program want to do right. Nobody wanted to disappoint. Nobody wanted to be that guy, that team, that person that would let the man beside them down. And, and that was, and, you know, accountability you know, is his number one asset to any program. He's going to always be there. He was in the hospital this week, sick as a dog, sick as a dog. But for him to show up at Burns on Friday night and drop 55 points on that state power when he hadn't been at practice the entire week, he dealt with the death in this program last week that, it, that the whole community is still rocking from. Uh, it was as sad a situation in the programs in this district that I've ever been around in my life. Uh, you know, watching how emotional TK was, watching how emotional his team was. Uh, and then immediately after that, you know, he gets sick and have to be in the hospital uh, and showing back up on Friday after he was just released from the hospital and being able to coach that team against a power like Burns uh, is, is just tremendous. So his, his ability to hold people accountable and responsible for what they're supposed to be doing uh, was tremendous. And then anything they brought extra to the table, you know, was just a benefit to the program in general. But uh, he could bail us out. You know, I, I remember, I, 
uh, G Rice, you might be you might be a little young for this one, man. But <laughs> we were hey in two thousand six, we were down to Providence. Chris used twenty eight nothing. I think you remember that first half, first quarter somewhere. And I'm you know I'm his eyes up top right, and he said. I, I distinctly remember that he never remembers any of this that he said during the game. He said, you know, he said some unkind words, and then he said, you're the worst I've ever had. And he's directing this towards me, right? Now, I live right behind Independence High School. I could have got off that booth up there. I could have walked to the house. You know, and I, it could have been, I could have said, man, I ain't doing this anymore. You know, that man just told me I was the worst he ever had. Um, he never remembers it. Uh, I, I, I bowed my neck, stuck my chest out. And I and I, I made myself from that day forward. All right. And I really think that was a turning point in my career from that day forward because I know how much praise he had given me to the press, you know, given about me to the press. I know how much he had talked about me to the coaching staff. I know that he just expected more from me. And I at that moment in my life, I was willing in my coaching career to give it, you know, just just, just whatever I had left, whatever I had left in the tank. I was willing to just kind of dish it out, and and I wanted to I wanted to make everybody I wanted to make my family proud. AJ was just born. I wanted to be you know I wanted to be a gladiator for him. I wanted to make that school independence proud. I wanted to I just wanted to make everybody happy, man. And I knew the best way to do that was to just work my tail off and not worry about how it was said, but get the message. If that makes any sense, the message was is not always you don't get the message, but but it's not always said the way you want to hear it. And even nowadays, and he never really said it the way we wanted to hear it, but he made sure that we got the message out of it. And I, and that's what I preach to the guys nowadays. Now I'm not as, you know, I'm not as bad as that or, or anymore, rather. Uh, I'm, I'm more of, of delivering messages and, and I want the guys to get the message also. So that's, that's the number one thing, man. You got to You got to get the message and not worry about how it's said when you're dealing with coach Knox, man. Uh, and, and you're going to be a better coach and, and a better man because of it. Well, A.B., you remember those message boards, you know, South Carolina football fans, they were very fanatical, very passionate. Uh, they feel like their brand of football is the best there's ever been in high school. And, and you know what? I think it's pretty daggum good. Uh, but, you know, I remember when Coach Knotts left Independence after 2009, they kept saying, oh, TK ain't going to come down here and win. You know, Burns, I'm glad you mentioned Burns. You know, they were dominating the world, Burns and Dorman, and, you know, they were just – owning South Carolina football. And they said, yep, that TK, he ain't going to come down here and win against the big boys. And, and and what has he proceeded to do? He has just dominated the state, state championship after state championship after state championship. I think they're up to about 58 games in a row. But I want to ask you, um, what is it um, or, or how would you, being a coach that has competed at the highest of levels in both South Carolina and North Carolina and Virginia for that fact, how, how would you compare the two states? How would you compare the, the brand of football between North and South Carolina? I think North Carolina's got. I think North Carolina's got better football. <laughs> I mean, I've been down here for the third year. I think North Carolina high school football is over has overall better football players, all right, than the state of South Carolina. Wow. Now being here, I'm probably gonna get in trouble for that. But um, you know, I have been to both places, and it's just what I've witnessed. Uh, I think South Carolina may be better coached. You know, but I think North Carolina's got better football players. North Carolina's got a little more at the end, especially, you know, the West is probably going to win most of the time, all right, but it's going to be somebody different from the West. It's going to be the Butlers, the Mallet Creeks, uh, the, now the Chambers, uh, the the Glens, um, not the Glens, uh, the Grimsleys, you know, people from Norman, for more of this side, of, for this side of Charlotte as opposed to the East. Uh, 
you know, I it's it's just different. It's different. I think North Carolina's got better football players, though. I really do. Uh, I think South Carolina might be at the top. I think I think South Carolina might have better head coaches. Wow, I think Langston might have to clip that up. I don't know, yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, pick it out for me, Langston. Don't hurt me too bad. Was he breaking? North Carolina football is inferior to North Carolina. It's gonna be out oh, there. Oh my goodness! Oh gosh, Almighty! Oh man, so coach. Hey, we we've got to. <laughs> oh my goodness! So we we've got to go to you know some questions that Chris and I ask everybody, and I think that. It's important, especially when we get you great coaches on here. We like, you know, one, to just get an understanding of just how you do your career. But, you know, I'm always focused, being a younger coach myself, on that advice that you would give to other younger coaches. So my question is just simply that, is that, you know, if you had a, you know, you were in the elevator with a young coach and he came up to you and said, Coach Brand, you know, first time meeting you, what advice would you give to that coach as far as his coaching career, you know, and helping him to be the best he can be? I mean, don't. It's going to happen in due time. Don't chase. Don't chase money. You know that that would be the number one thing. Don't chase money. If, if 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 you're in a great situation, you know, or just work your way through whatever program you're at. Um, if if you're if you're happy, happiness means everything. If you're in a great situation, if you're in a happy situation, then grow in that place. You know, help that head coach. You know, don't be that guy that's always year in and year out. You know, looking to looking to move and 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 advance your career let's advance the team first and all that stuff will come all that stuff will come in due time you know especially if you're one of the young guys and you're just starting or you just uh do your job you know that's the main thing you have to do your job if you do your job then you're you know the people that are in charge they'll recognize they'll be able to write you a great recommendation someday and um and you'll be able to go on about your way, but you can't do that if if you're always, you know, if you're trying to, you know, always be the interview guy, trying to always be the guy that, you know, that says, you know, you're the reason, or you know, just just do your job, stay humble, and do your job, and everything's gonna happen. Everything's gonna happen in due time. Wow, Coach Brando, this has been a great time. I've enjoyed it. Uh, brought back a lot of memories. I, I just remembered, uh, I don't know if you remember two, three, four years ago, talking about AJ, uh, you and I were at Virginia Beach at one of Larry Kennedy's uh, yes, deals, and it was about as cold as I've ever been in my life at the beach that day. I don't know if you remember we're that. We're at Virginia Beach, too. It is so cold in Virginia. Crazy. But I, I wanted to ask you this question, you know, and, and I love to ask coaches this because I, I'd love to get just kind of inside the inner workings of, of Aaron Brand's brain. But, you know, we can't do this forever. We, I'm not going to cover preps forever. You're not going to carry that whistle. Uh, when when Aaron Brand decides to hang up that whistle, hang up a clipboard and go off and do whatever you're going to do in the next half of your life, uh, what, what do you want people in the in the educational scene, in the playing, the football, the prep scene, uh, think about Aaron Brand? You know, what, what do you want your legacy to be uh, when you step into your next line of work? Well, I appreciate that. I am. I, I just kind of want to know that hey, I care. At the end of the day, he cared. He cared a whole lot about our kids, and uh, he loved Friday nights. But he got a lot of gratitude seeing those guys become great fathers. You know, great mentors, uh, great brothers, uh, great brother-in-laws, uh, great college football players, guys with degrees. Uh, he he cared more about football than people. More more than more than he cared about more stuff than football than they'll ever know. You know, I, I, I've had, you know, Chris, is there so much more than football that that I have to do? You know, I have to talk about, you know, what to do when 
you know, when presented with, with police, when pulled over, you know, I have to talk about how to act in the building. I have to talk about how to be, what, what happens if, if you make a mistake out in the community, how to handle that. Uh, it's, 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 it's so much more than football. And I hope that people understand that, you know, AB, when they hear AB, man, AB, AB cared about, the, he cared about people. You know, he cared about people more than anything. And, and, um, you know, he, he's not always the most open guy and not, not always the, you know, the most fun guy to be around, but, but he's, he's, he, I, I always got something on the brain. So it's no disrespect to anybody. Um, he, AB just, AB just got something on his mind, man. And, and it's most of the time it's about how I can help the next kid, you know? And, and so that's what it is. You know, AJ's, AJ's my pride and joy, but, um, you know, everybody that, that's around him, everybody that's, you know, everybody that's that's near him, that's that's on my football team. My daughter, Peyton, you know, she she's she's awesome. And just just uh, Patrice Brand does a great job with the kids. Um, and it's, it's just more than football to me. And I'm at the point now where I have to start thinking about something like that, man. I, and I, and I, I think I got a plan, but I'm going to keep it to myself. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping somebody, I have, somebody's going to owe me a favor, man. And maybe they'll pay for AJ's college someday or something, man. I, we send out some good ones. Uh, somebody's going to owe me a favor. Maybe we'll need to use that favor on AJ one day. So <laughs> coach, I mean, this is, this has been amazing. And I'm just, you know, glad that you accepted the opportunity to come on, on come on here. You know, coach, like I got to tell everybody, man, you know, you're a legend on the football field. Hey, when that article aims to put out, we saw your legend at the bank too now. Oh so, my goodness! Hey, don't believe the hype, man. It's it's <laughs> hey, it's, it's a little bit. It's not as it's It's not all it's cracked up to be, but we're we, we're we're working toward it. So no, of course, coach. But you know, we're we're glad to have you on. And you know, like you say, I I know sometimes you you know you're not easily uh you know able to to talk and give us content, but. We're just glad that, you know, we're able to touch into some of your history and, and really get the people to understand, you know, why we were abused so much in this area. So, Coach, appreciate you, your time for coming on here. Thank you, Jay Greasy. Right, Chris Hughes, <laughs> man, I appreciate y'all, man. Chris Hughes, you've always, you've always done me right, man. You and Langston both, man. And um, so I, I appreciate you guys, man. And I'm trying to trying to build those same type relationships down here, man. But it's just it's different. It's different. And, uh, you know, I'm learning how different it is day to day. So but I'm going to keep fighting. I'm gonna keep my head up, and uh, I'm gonna go coach the heck out of these kids, man. And I and I, I'm I'm still watching. Grace, I I I, I watched you this summer, and your offensive mind is 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 where it needs to be for this for this day and age, man. And and uh, I'm I'm in your corner too, brother. If I can ever help do anything, you know, I'm right here. Yes, sir, coach. Thank you so much. All right, thanks, thanks baby. We appreciate you, Hughes. Man, All right, man, this has been a great talk of yeah. preps overtime. Uh, we'll catch y'all next time.